This is the Cherryleaf Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the latest Cherryleaf Podcast episode. Going to try something a little bit different this time. Going to talk about some recent projects. Try and emphasise more what it's been like from the client's perspective, because in many ways the the main driver for this has been a person within an organisation, and really we've been we've not been the hero. We've been more like I guess the the Yoda character in a story, giving them some pointers and directions, guiding them through. But it's been them that really have been taking on things to to the next stage. And so for this one, we've had a number of projects in recent times related to API documentation and developer portals. We've had a number of clients, they, they tend to fall within some commonalities, one of which is that often the, the person contacting us has been working for a fintech, a financial technology company, or a company within the the finance sector. Often they're the IT director or CTO, as it were. Often what's happened is they've had a product and they've developed documentation for developers, sort of a basic developer portal. And there might be also another website for business managers that explains what the product or service does. And because of timescales and for often for reasons, it's been delegated to somebody that's new to the team, a junior developer or so forth, to learn about the products and services. And as they're going along, write the documentation that can go up onto the website. And often the website's hosted on something like WordPress or SharePoint. What's happened over time is the documentation's not been updated. And so we've been contacted because they're aware that the site isn't really up to what they'd like it to be, that there's gaps, there's bits of information that's just not there, there's content that's got out of date, or there's images that are no longer presenting, and it can be hard to to navigate. And we've had another set of organisations where what they've been doing is they've been adding information by people where there's been an installation for a customer or for a new product, writing a getting started guide in Word or PDF, and then uploading that to their website. Or they've done a presentation on what the product does, and they put together a PowerPoint deck or a video, and that goes onto the site. And so what this ends up with is a number of different documents that you have to download and read, that have some of the information, but not all of it, and where there have been overlaps, where there's been a set of getting started guides or installations for one service or one product or one API. And then for the next one, it talks about signing up, but it's slightly different information. So the information is contradictory. What's happening from that is often these people are then looking at software solutions, portals, products, applications, where you can put your content onto these and have a nice user or developer experience. 
And they've had to make decisions over whether they want to have just a system for the documentation or an all-in-one system that enables them to make changes and adaptations to the API, have sandboxes for end users, that type of thing. And this has then rolled into being a project that's getting bigger and bigger. So at that point, typically, is when they're deciding to look at the content and contact us. Sometimes it goes out to tender for asking a number of different organizations to bid for work, to take what they've got and make it better. Or they dip a toe in the water and ask us to take some content and do a small project to make it better, check they're comfortable with us, and then, then move on. So they tend to decide that they want to fix this documentation, that the goal is that the content needs to be better written, so it's up to the standard of, of other organisations there, but they're not certain really quite what's needed. What we've been asked to do is to take all this content and arrange it into a structure that's right for developers, to make the English, the content clearer, to trim it down where there's content that's just not needed, that overlaps with information, just make it easier to find. What we've done in that situation is take all the content, generally bring it into one common format, like HTML, create a navigation structure for the information, and then start to edit and rewrite the content. So what tends to begin first is to create that structure, that hierarchy, and from that, Often what comes out of that is that the navigation, the top and bottom, isn't quite right. And we can give guidance on when they do pick a solution for their portal, what they should put into the templates. And that there's content that's missing that should be there. And that to give them a roadmap in terms of content that needs to be added, either that they do or that they engage somebody like us to do. And get buy-in that, yes, the structure and navigation would work for them. One of the challenges for them is how do they know what is proposed is right. It can sort of make sense, but either they just trust somebody like us that yes, that's the structure to go for, or, or they go in intuition. It can be tricky for them. So one of the things that we've done with some of the projects is to show them some examples from others that are well regarded within that particular field. So if we take within the financial sector, you can look at examples Popular examples are people like Stripe, but others that they might want to look at, or we suggest they look at, is people like WorldPay and Monzo and Marketo. And look at, are there common things that are there within those different sites and the way that they've structured the information? What are they wanting people to do if they're using that product? So for example, if you look at companies like Marketo and WorldPay, there's a common customer journey, developer journey there, that there's a section which you might call discovery section that asks questions like, what's this thing do? What's this API do? Why should anyone use it? When would you use it? When would you use this API compared to another? Who's this for? And then a section explaining concepts about how it works or what different features there are. Then getting started, joining up, signing up, and then sections on actually using it where you might have tutorials or API reference information, 
how to create apps, how to call an API and so on. Another approach is just to get people to dive straight in, get them to sign up, give them tutorials to guide them through doing the first thing to get information out and work in that way. That's the type of approach that you see with organizations like Monzo. So we make some suggestions, give them some comparisons on what we're suggesting for them and some of the well-regarded organizations and how it's similar to those. And then generally they make a decision on whether that structure makes sense for them or whether they want it tweaked or not. Or if they fall in love with a company that's out there that's doing it in a particular way to adopt that particular way. So then they tend to engage us to take their content and fit it to this new structure. And so we do our work on taking the content, trimming it down, editing it, making it clear and so on, and then give that back to them for review and for, for using. What they tend to prefer is the content, either if they have decided on a portal, written in that particular portal, in that particular content authoring tool, content management tool. But if they haven't decided that, then typically what they like is to have the content provided as plain HTML that they can then import into the portal of choice. So that gives them a starting point. People can see where they're going. They can see that there's a new site for the content, that it's well-structured, well-presented, that the content that exists there is clear, gives them the information that they want. So from that point on, they have a good foundation to go forward. So some of them have then taken it in-house and then as new APIs have been introduced, they've added those to the structure and just built on that. Some have established a relationship so that that's delegated to a writing resource so that, that can be done on a continual basis. Others have wanted to make the navigation easier. So they've then looked at how they can provide specific navigation routes in for different types of users. And types of users that they tend to have are business users, so business managers making the decision whether to invest time and money in using this particular company's API. It's the developers, of course, that are going to be using the API. And then there might be more general end users, very basic users that might want to be deciding and then calling on technical resources to do it, or people that are stuck are looking for help desk type information and the help desk itself. Often another next stage that they do is to then focus on tutorial activities to help people go through and complete a particular task and go on from there. What can be hard to tell is whether this is just specific to the types of inquiries and people that are contacting us or whether this is becoming a more general theme of people not happy with content that's been provided that's grown up sporadically, not in a well-planned way and wanting it really fixed, a sort of Marie Kondo approach to putting it all onto the bed and organizing into nice, tidy boxes. We'd be interested to know whether this is a common issue or whether this is just an outlier. So we'll leave it there for the moment. There's some other projects that follow common themes within other sectors. 
and we may talk about those at a future date. If you want to share your thoughts and experience on that, well, there's a couple of ways that you can do it. You can contact us by email, info at cherryleaf.com. You can contact me on LinkedIn, which is Ellis Pratt, and LinkedIn might be the best way if you're a common user of that to give some feedback on your experience in this area. But for that, till the next podcast episode, thank you for listening.